spoken off air to Dalesford residents who woke this morning to find four masked men wearing gloves in the garden of their property. Their door had been damaged. They tried to get in through the door. Residents woke up and they could see these people in their garden and they called triple zero. They rang triple zero at 3.12 and they got through and were told police would be contacted. But they rang back at 3.30 and were told, um, and to quote, sorry, our system is down. You're going to need to call back. At 3.52, they called again. It was still down and they couldn't get through. At 6.20, they finally received a call back, so some three hours later from Victoria Police. And at 9.30, police arrived this morning. And there were multiple aggravated burglaries in Dalesford last night. So can you imagine if this was a violent robbery or if someone urgently needed medical help? Not a great situation to be in. Um, here's CEO of Telstra, Vicky Brady, describing the impact of the outage. Of those 494 calls, we couldn't automatically transfer them as we ordinarily would when the system is working with the calling line identification. So what we did with those calls is we were able to manually transfer them. Unfortunately, the 148 calls could not be manually transferred and that's where we had to take details and then manually follow through and provide those details to emergency services. Okay, so that's Vicky Brady, the CEO of Telstra, One double three six nine three. Your views on that, you know, not being able to get through to triple zero in, emergen in an emergency, it would be the bare minimum you would think that needed, needed, needs to be provided um, as a communications provider. We've heard of the Optus issues over the years. And now Telstra, Danny Hill is the secretary of the Ambulance Union. Danny, appreciate your time today. Can we please start with um, the man who's passed away? An investigation is now underway as to whether any delay impacted his death. But um, it's obviously seriously concerning. It's incredibly concerning and you can never determine, at least it's very difficult to determine if the situation would have been um, different for the gentleman who's passed away without a delay. Um, you can never really determine that and, or calculate that. What we do know is that when there is a delay, you're really robbing them of their best chance to survive a cardiac arrest. And, you know, in a cardiac arrest, minutes uh, are everything, seconds and minutes are everything. Um, and a delay that could be caused by uh, a glitch, like has been described, um, you know, can be the difference between life and death. And uh, we've seen many instances of where um, different parts of our system has failed. Uh, this is a very unique one that I don't think we've seen before. This doesn't appear to be um, to have anything to do with Triple Zero Victoria or our members who work in Triple Zero Victoria or um, with Ambulance Victoria or any of the emergency services. It's been a delivery that um, the transfer of calls to them uh, where this seems to have failed. Do we need to have a fail-safe system here? Do you find it quite remarkable in this day and age that we don't have a fallback plan here? I mean, call takers having to manually write down things on pieces of paper or on a computer. Sadly, you often... Yeah, that's exactly right. And sadly, uh, we've... We've got some very poor backup systems that really don't work well, but it's alarming that we only find out about these backup systems or lack of them after an event like this. So I really feel for the people who, um, you know, obviously for all the patients and the people who couldn't get through, but a, the, the Telstra, the operators, the people working um, at Telstra, it would have been incredibly stressful for them because their role is normally to take a small amount of detail and then transfer the call. They would have been... Um, on the call with a lot of people who they're not really trained to, to deal with, to, to draw out um, clinical information or vital safety information. Uh, so they're not really um, prepared for some of the things that they might hear. And um, I really feel for them, and from what I've heard 
some of those 148 cases that they had to transfer manually, that was done by email. So they actually had to email Triple Zero Victoria to say you've got a patient at this location with the following signs and symptoms. And that's how the system runs. So um, that's a pretty bad backup system if that's what the backup system is. Can you um, explain to our listeners how it works if they need to call Triple Zero, where their call goes and how it eventually gets to paramedics on the road? Yeah, so the, um, nationally, the, the first call to Triple Zero is taking taken uh, uh, on a national basis and the first question they'll normally be asked is what state and town are you in to confirm that that's where the call is coming from um, and I'll ask police fire or ambulance and at that point Telstra then transfer the call over to the relevant agency and uh, that could be um, you know if, if it's in Melbourne if we're calling from uh, um, from uh, from Melbourne it would go through to uh, the, the the center in Burwood the triple zero Victoria center in Burwood where a trained call taker then draws out uh, much more specific detail about uh, safety issues, what's going on with the patient or what's going on with the, um, the scene in relation to a police matter or a fire matter. Um, and then a separate part of that process, that's the call taker, the dispatcher then, the second part of that process, they send the, the, the case out to the most appropriate resource. Um, and are you aware of um, anyone or any more people who were seriously ill and were not attended to, Danny? Look, beyond the case that, that um, we've talked about of the gentleman who's, who's passed away uh, last night, no, I haven't. Um, but with that volume of calls where there's that, uh, you know, that, that's a lot of calls, that's more than I would have thought. Um, with that volume of calls unable to be um, transferred across to Triple Zero Victoria, or to the relevant uh, emergency service, um, you can only fear that there's many more in there that we don't know about yet. So, um, and look, there, there might be circumstances where people have made their own way to hospital, and, um, and and perhaps that you know, in a different circumstance, that might not have been the right um, advice to give someone because it might not have been a safe thing to do. But what can people do if they can't get through? They're going to make decisions like that. So. Um, no is the answer to the question, but I'd imagine we will hear about more over the coming days. Can I just ask you finally, who is responsible for those backup systems that we just spoke about, um, that being that, you know, they're not really up to scratch clearly um, and we don't know enough about them? Is it a government um, responsibility or is it the telecommunications? Um, we'll ask that question, One double three six nine three. Um We'll put a call into the government and see whether or not um, it is their responsibility or whether that lies with Telstra. Our Danny Hill, Secretary of the Ambulance Union, thank you for your time.